Hello, and welcome to another episode of Quilt Buzz, the podcast featuring your favorite folks from across the quiltiverse. I'm Amanda of Broadcloth Studio, and I'm joined by Anna of Wax and Wayne Studio. Hi, everyone. Wendy, the weekend quilter. Hey. And our special guest, Lucy of Lucy Angles. Hi. Now, uh, before we jump into all the quilty fun, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, yep, I am a quilter and visual artist, and I live in Scotland, um, and I make quilts and print fabric in my studio pretty much every day. Awesome. Now that we know a little bit more about you, could you tell us the story? Well, I guess it's not really a story because yeah. it's your name. <laughs> so maybe we could skip, skip that question? Let's or skip um, that question. Yeah. <laughs> Unless there is some really entertaining story about how you picked your first and last name as your Instagram handle. Well... I used to be Skinny Malinky Quilts, if anyone remembers that far back, mm-hmm. 2014. Because <laughs> oh. um, I used to be a social worker, so I started my business quilting online, and I wasn't I had to be anonymous, so I had to pick a name. Like, my face wasn't anywhere, my address wasn't anywhere, I had to be a bit incognito. And then when I stopped doing that, I kind of broke free and <laughs> became myself. <laughs> You claimed my, claimed my name, but I had to use a little <laughs> underscore because someone else had claimed my name first. So oh. there's another Lucy Angles we need to give a hard time to. I've only got two <laughs> posts and I think it's a child. <laughs> <laughs> so no playground yeah, bullying. <laughs> so tell us more about your quilting journey. So how did it all begin? Uh, the same as everyone else. I made a quilt for my nephew new baby I was going to crochet a blanket because I've always kind of crocheted and knitted and then um I'd start I think the modern quilt guild kind of appeared and then uh I just I just decided I'd make a quilt because how hard could it be and it'll be absolutely fine and I haven't used my sewing machine since I was 18 and I'll just buy some fabric and it'll be wonderful and it was actually not too bad um but then once, obviously, once you do one, you make another just so you can improve. And next, you know, you're making a quilt every other weekend and spending all your wages <laughs> on fabric. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of it. Yeah. Did you did you grow up knowing how to sew? Not really. I wanted to be a costume designer. So oh. my gran bought me a sewing machine when I was 18. And I think I made a shirt with it. I tried to make a shirt, sewed a sleeve upside down. And then kind of thought, oh. And then wanted to be a costume designer. That's that was my plan, um, and then never got in, so I gave up and didn't sew until my nephew came along about seven years ago. Any uh, particular what are called strain of costume design, like uh, like more flamboyant, or... better, like proper, you know, Broadway massive. type sequence. Yeah, <laughs> embroidery, just little pearls, painstakingly. That was that was my goal, you know, period drama type costumes or Notting Hill Carnival type costumes. That's what I had in my head. Aim high, you know. You definitely but took yeah. a very different turn. I know I've done that a few times. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever tried like embroidering or adding sequins or pearls to quilts to add a little more texture? 
I'm actually not very good at embroidery. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried it because I've always wanted to do it. So I have kind of tried it and thought, oh, I need to practice in that. But no, I haven't. And that would be amazing. Totally impractical, but it'd be beautiful, wouldn't it? Remember those, um, those biker gangs with all the pearls on them? Like you could make a quilt coat with all the pearls and like start a quilt. Oh, Pearly Queen. Pearly Queen. Yes. Yes. There we go. But, like we need like a oh, mm. we need a really good name. I'll work on a hashtag of a quilt gang. <laughs> that would be so or something. Cool. Big chain. Yeah. You can just chains. Yeah. I'll put that on the whip list. Exactly. <laughs> Pearly quilt coat. For those of our listeners who aren't familiar with your quilting style, can you give us a little taste as to um, some themes um yeah it's I've kind of flitted about the place I've tried traditional and I've tried more minimal and I kind of sit in between um but I have to restrict I have to restrain myself I have to set a color palette because it will just get out of control so I have to say I'm using these three colors and maybe the shades in between but I'll stick to that or I'll use one shape and I'll just go mad with the color so I have to um I have to kind of restrict myself and give myself boundaries I I work in that way um yeah so you like to go over the top but keep I I would I would just keep adding I keep adding I have to really try (laughs) and restrain myself um and they're quite they end up quite controlled I suppose because of that yeah but they're not yeah they don't have a very controlled process but by the end they're quite neat and controlled and everything has a place but only because I've just drained myself right in the beginning. Mm. So then how do <laughs> you decide thing. on a Yeah, no, no, that totally makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you decide on a colour palette? Like, is it based on one fabric and that has maybe like one or two colours and through there, like you kind of sort of work around that? I just get into a colour. I just kind of go, oh, I, I quite like red. And then I'll start using a peach or I'll, this blue will go really well with it. And then it kind of develops. So I've had this kind of red and blue theme for maybe a couple of years now and it just kind of it's different gradients of that so it depends what kind of mood I'm in I'm kind of pushing an orange yellow vibe I think I'm moving into more yellows mustards <laughs> see what comes of that getting into the autumn fields very primary colors <laughs> yeah maybe maybe but those yeah. kind of three primary colors I'm kind of sitting with them would you say that color is usually what inspires you when you're about to design or make a quilt or are there other things that you draw inspiration from um um just color palettes shapes wallpaper I love like 70s wallpaper and there'll just be a little shape in it um a lot of the stuff I just make up as I go along I'm just doodling really um but music comes into my quilts a lot um and it either works, I'll hear music and you kind of get these ideas of the, the shapes that'll go with it or you kind of get little flashes of what the music reminds you of. Um, and then it'll come the other way around where I've got a colour palette and I'll have a quilt and I listen to different music for while I'm making it. Uh, and I find a, a song that goes with it that matches it. In my head, it totally works. A little bit synesthetic <laughs> there. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but they do. They kind of match the feel of the quilt, matches the feel of the music. So you you studied printmaking at school. Mm-hmm. So what surprised you the most about the crossover between printmaking and quilting? Um, 
it's it's the same process. The layering is the same process, and the way you have to think, uh, not so much with solids, but if you're using prints, you have to almost think in reverse and matching your prints and just the way they're going to sit, um, just shifting your brain a wee bit. Um, but yeah, so you've got your layers. With printmaking, you've got your base, and then you add your texture, and then you cut into it, or you uh, you create relief. So you're doing the same thing with quilting. You create your image with the color, so you're layering all your color. And screen, screen printing was the thing I did most, so you're layering. And then you kind of have your top layer that pulls it all together, so that potentially could be the quilting. Um, and then because it's all done in layers or you're building up a block, you're doing that with your your batting and your back and your top. So it's just it's just a very similar process, which, yeah. <laughs> what is one aspect of printmaking that you wish quilting could emulate that it can't? Um, or vice versa. Oh, additions, being able to do additions. Because oh, you yeah. can do 100 prints in a week, <laughs> but you can't make yeah. 100 quilts in a week, but you can make 100 prints off the quilt in a week. <laughs> um, but yeah doing additions that would be great really wouldn't it yeah it would. that would be awesome yeah <laughs> sure. all of us are thinking through that implication <laughs> um can you tell us some more about your screen printed fabric designs and um do you think of a quilt pattern first before coming up with the fabric designs or or vice versa or are they separate um They've always been quite separate. There has been a fabric design. I mean, they're pretty much doodles. I keep it really simple. I did, when I first started making fabric, I did try and make it, I was kind of pushing to more complex. And I think it was coming from that fine art background. I was trying to kind of fill the space and compose it. And then it was just, it took me a while to get into, actually, I quite like really minimal fabric, you know, just the grid or the spots or the line and just add that. Um but the jumbo paper clip quilt pattern came off a little doodle fabric. Oh, actually, that came off a print. That came off my tiny. <laughs> <laughs> That's where that came from. That came off the tiny um, print project that I did. That was a shape from that. Then became a fabric design. Then became a quilt design. But That's the only one, I think. What's been your favorite fabric pattern that you've created? Or the one you use the most? I hardly ever use my fabric in my quilt because it all disappears. As soon as I print it, it just sells out and I've got like two pounds oh. left. Um, <laughs> That's not a bad problem to have. It's it's not a bad problem, but it's just, I always I think oh, I'll just print a bit extra. I've done it for this latest quilt. I specifically printed a whole bundle and kept it to myself. So I actually mm -hmm. have that. Um, but the one I'm fondest of is the bees that I did my first one that I did way back when, and it's, they look like little inky drawings of bees. You might've seen them. I don't know. It's years we'll, since we'll find, them. Them. we'll find them. Yeah. We'll find them. Some we'll find them. We'll include them. it in the show notes. <laughs> I don't have any left. I've got them. You mentioned earlier that you, um, you've done both really traditional um, quilt styles as well as more mm -hmm. modern. How has the evolution of your personal style kind of unfolded? Um, it's kind of gone full circle, weirdly, from the end of art school in fourth year. I actually, we've been doing up our house and we've, I've had these frames with my degree show and I've humped them about from house to house and I just refuse to kind of 
take the prints out and get rid of the frames. I've got all these huge frames. And um, we were looking through them and I have a whole series of eight huge prints that are dots and squares and it's all dots all over them and then <laughs> squares. <laughs> and it's all those kind of muted colours and the yellows and oranges, and, you know, all those kind of... And I was just looking at going, oh my goodness, that's that's what I do now, but with fabric. <laughs> um so yeah, when I went into quilting, it was, you know, you do your traditional blocks and you kind of follow, I think I followed two patterns maybe. And then I said, like, all right, okay, I can figure this out. And then you do the improv thing. Everyone kind of goes through that route. And then I just went back to kind of what I did with printmaking, just using yeah. fabric. I think I gave my permi myself permission to not make it so complicated. It doesn't need to be complicated, you know? Oh, yeah. Um. So yeah, I've just kind of, minimized it down and had a bit more fun with it it would be cool to see if like if you tracked everyone's progression as a quilter if everyone mm -hmm. followed the same because like I feel like I went through the improv stage too yeah. where that's all I wanted to do and everything and then you know everyone at least for me I feel like I've come back to where I started mm -hmm. what I've always been doing yeah um, but, yeah. yeah I think so I think that there is definitely some kind of quilt journey that you go on that you have to try all the things um but I still do really I admire people that do beautiful traditional blocks but I would make one block and then go ah oh, I could have just made that really big and like the quilt would be finished you know just like <laughs> enlarge it all yeah. rather than making 20 of these painstakingly beautiful blocks so I do love that and I would love to do that but oh, I just can't <laughs> not your happy place <laughs> we've been following your 100 day project closely and um we wanted to know what made you decide to do the 100 day project and can you tell us the inspiration behind it um this is i want to say it's the third time i've done the 100 day project wow. maybe um the tiny prince was one i did a couple of years ago um uh, so this one has they kind of follow on as well even though there's years gap so this one was inspired by the tiny prints one that i did a few years ago and i did the same thought process i just had a well it's just a a block six inch block and i was just going to make cut these shapes out and i was just going to sew them on the other one thing was because it happened um just as lockdown happening I don't have a sewing machine in my house all my stuff is in my studio so I thought uh I was gonna have to do it by hand so I thought well I, I don't really know how to applique I'll just use my skill you know develop my skills and that's kind of how it started and then I just followed on from the previous 100 day project and um just kind of went started going with it and I hadn't really planned on doing a pattern or really I actually haven't even sewn that quilt top together there is a pattern, we have a so long, and there is no quilt top. It's just still <laughs> sitting, and I can't oh. bring my... I know. Um, <laughs> I can't bring myself to sew it together, and I don't really know why. I don't know if it's because, like, we're still in the midst of this hellish year that it's just... Um, yeah, I'll wait until it's over, and then I'll sew it together, maybe. And it's become more about, oh, all your emotions and feelings and all those kind of things, and have lumped into it. and the the so long has become part of that there's a reading list that goes along with the pattern and it talks a bit more in depth about um 
how I felt going through the 100 days that it spanned. And then the so longs now spanning another five months of which I'm surprised I didn't for some naive naive reason um <laughs> thought uh lockdown might be over and you know things might be progressing but it's not so the the so long's now kind of spanning that which is quite nice so other people are adding to the experience it's not just about pattern it's something it's just something a bit more more like a project I think that's really cool I mean on one hand the timing is Oh, you're going to have to bleep that out. On one hand, the timing is is unfortunate. Not great. Unfortunate timing. Not great. Unfortunate timing. <laughs> but I think giving that outlet to people that need a small project to work on, mm. you know, in bite-sized chunks that allows them to channel all the anxiety and emotions yeah. that we're all experiencing yeah. these days. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a, a couple, well, two or three people that are naming, you'll have to go and go on the hashtag, naive so long. Naive Melody so long hashtag, and there's a few people that are naming each block, and it's um, about how they're feeling or things that have happened that day, and it's it's a nice kind of you know they're kind of really getting into it, and that's how I felt making it because it kept me going and it kept me really focused that I had to do. I was like, oh, I have to make this block, I have to make this block, and that's kind of what my hundred days came, you know, came about just having that focus and getting it done. So I was just in, so that kind of got poured into the pattern when I was writing it. I just kind of said, well, these are the blocks. These are the numbers. This is what happened. Go and make it and have fun and make it your own. Mm. So it's a bit different. Yeah, because I think even during that period when you were making it, like all of us was you know, in lockdown. So, you know, mm-hmm. I think it has like sort of a significant sort of tie back to it. So whenever you look yeah. at it, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember going through that. But not only that, you know, so many other people experience it as well. Mm-hmm. yeah so I've kind of encouraged everyone that is making it to like truly make it their own if they wanted to pick one of their favorite blocks and make a whole hundred of the same in different colors of the same you know that's totally up to them whatever they put into it, it's completely up to them it's not prescriptive in the slightest because everyone's experience has been different and I don't really want yeah. to get too emotional <laughs> about all these things but do you know what I mean it is that yeah. kind of the project so it's nice yeah. And now it's entertaining me for another another four months left. But so making uh, just two. as the second wave hits. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Who knows? We yeah. might need to go another lockdown. Well, this is it. So you mentioned that you this is your third 100 day project. For people who are considering uh, taking the plunge, what would be your recommendation or um, any tips for someone who hasn't done one before? Um, do one that you can do half an hour at the most 15 minutes to half an hour every day is absolutely the maximum really simple really straightforward and um don't be too grand with it you just have to keep it really simple and just focus on one one skill or one task and then you will it will get done but if you i mean there's grand plans you think there's people that do a painting every day or if that's all you're doing you know, for a hundred days, that's absolutely fine. But you know, life happens, and if you want to actually get things done, fifteen to twenty minutes. So, do you have any fun quilting goals for this year that you can share with us? I've got some fun secret projects that I cannot discuss. <laughs> Not helpful, Lucy. <laughs> like telling us, like, hey guys, I have a secret, but I can't tell you. <laughs> fun stuff. Fun stuff in November. 
It's time to move on to our rapid fire quilty questions. Are you ready, Lucy? Got my answers here so that I didn't forget. <laughs> so you're cheating. I'm just kidding. Um, okay, Anna. Anna, why don't you take us away? <laughs> what is your favorite time of day to quilt? Morning. Do you wear shoes while sewing? And if so, do you wear socks or no socks? Shoes in the studio. Two pairs of socks. At all times? It's cold. Wait, you, you know that there are wool socks, right? Like, that's a... <laughs> I live in, it's freezing. There's no heating. I live in Scotland. Okay. Lack of heating. Lack of heating. Potential issue. No heating. Otherwise, I'm sending you. It's freezing. You're getting wool socks for Christmas. (laughs) While you're sewing, is it music, Netflix, podcasts, or the sounds of silence? Uh, Music, Netflix, or podcasts, any of them. No silence. (laughs) Do you have a current favorite? Uh, music or podcast right now I am listening to how to fail with Elizabeth Day so what is your favorite snack while quilting if you have a favorite snack I absolutely do dark chocolate digestive biscuits McVitie's Mm. I really want to be sponsored by McVitie's I love okay we will work on that we'll make that happen maybe we'll just like tag them Kickstarter I campaign. Tried. I tried tagging them because it all was next to my sewing machine. <laughs> oh, look. Have you written a strongly worded letter? No, I don't think that would go down. How about a petition? Let's start a petition. I'm British. <laughs> you don't say things that you actually want. You just hint at it. Well, as as an American, <laughs> who I'm now considering we're friends, I'm starting a petition for you for Christmas plus full socks. <laughs> maybe we'll do a kickstarter as well yeah. <laughs> the kickstarters for the socks the petition is just a uh, change.org <laughs> um, do you have a favorite traditional block your junkers past does that count yeah is that yeah that one curves i like a curve what's your favorite color orange What's your favorite Kona color? Tiger Lily. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's really, that's really nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what color fabric do you use the most? Red, blue, and orange. Solids or prints? Equally. <laughs> uh, solid. <laughs> Always solid. Who's your favorite fabric designer? Oh, we all like Caroline, don't we? Yeah. Pretty yeah. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Marimekko, I quite like their oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's always Caroline. Colors are yeah. spot on. Mm-hmm. What is the last fabric you bought? I bought a whole load of bolts in red and blue. No orange. No orange. No, because I've got a stock of orange. I've always got a stock of orange. Um, A lifetime supply. Yeah, yeah. I've always got Tiger Lily. I bought. I kept buying them just in case it runs out. Do you have a favourite quilt shop? If I ever need anything, it will be So Hot or Wool Warehouse. Are usually pretty good. And how do you organise your fabrics? Is it by colour, designer, size, prints, solids, or maybe there's some other way that we all don't know? Whatever way fits in the shelf. I just put them in. <laughs> that works. <laughs> yeah. Where do you store your scraps? Boxes. By colour or just, again? Just stacked up on the shelf in big cardboard boxes. First in, first out. Mm-hmm. Love a little accounting joke. 
What sewing notion couldn't you live without? Um, rotary cutter. What thread brand do you use? Autofill. Is there any other? Pressing preference. Open to the dark side or whatever works best that day. Um, open curves and sides to nest. Pick one. HSTs, curves, or strip piecing. Curves. Machine or hand quilt. A little bit of both. Why not? <laughs> Machine or hand bind. Machine attached and then hand finish. What's your favorite part of the quilting process? Uh, piecing. What's one bad quilting habit you wish you could give up? Uh, rushing the quilting, getting fed up halfway through and then just, yeah. And then wishing you'd done more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> Been there. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> Who is your quilty best friend? Well, the person I phone and complain to is Jenny Papper Saxton, but oh, I know she wait. didn't say me on this. So, you know, oh, she's been, Jenny! She has talked to about that. Her finger has been wagged. I hope so. it was a stern talking to. She's remorseful. Did she return the best friend necklace? T- took that back. Yeah. <laughs> I hope she but, paid yeah. for the postage. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's who I am. Um, yeah, we're mutual support. Who's your quilty crush? Oh, see, right, there's two. Bisa Butler, I mean, she's her work's incredible. Um, stunning. And I've been following her for, like, years now, so it's amazing to see what she's been doing. But the one that I always stop at and go, ooh, is Tales of a Stitcher. Love those quilts. It's improv bold. Oh, okay. Um, beautiful but it's just the colors just pow in your face incredible uh i think it's simple it looks like it's in controlled improv so what is your favorite recent make uh it would have to be my latest quilt naive melody how many quilts are in your whip pile right now none i sold them last week it was liberating they've been yeah they've been released into the wild (laughs) I have someone else is going to finish them and they made me feel guilty. So I just sold them. Where do you store your whips when you do have them? Um, In a box. And do you have any other hobbies? No, I don't have time. Just like wine and eat cheese and watch films. That's oh, a that sounds lovely. That's my kind of hobby. Yeah. You're quilting all day. Snacking. You're a snacker. <laughs> Professional. No, an amateur snacker. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. no. If you want that sponsorship, you gotta be professional. Oh, true. Oh, true. No, true. Yeah. Take no, that back. Professional <laughs> biscuit eater. Yeah. yeah. Amateur <laughs> cheese snacker. There you go. Multi-talented. <laughs> um, before we wrap up, we've got just a couple more questions for you. First up is, who are three accounts you think everyone should be following, and a quick word as to why? They are Freya Buckler is a printmaker her work's amazing beautiful colors really geometric um the other one is craig green he's a designer and he just his pieces are they're just like constructions he does lots of quilted suits he's a men's designer but it's just amazing his shows are absolutely incredible his instagram's beautiful so he's very inspirational for quilting and then there's well, I don't really know how to pronounce it but it's with with, her, with, with, Henry, with Henry. 
and he ob he arranges objects so it's really colorful but he just puts all these objects together and it's just pleasing every time it comes up you go oh that's that's clever so that's three non non quilters but that's good i'll take them yeah mm -hmm. okay and before we sign off do you have any fun projects on the horizon that we you know are that allowed you can't to share? share. <laughs> that is what well, depends when this goes out. I've got something happening. So yeah, so me and Jenny are doing a little Christmas so along event, very short and sweet, to the point, as we With. both are. <laughs> well, I'm going to predict that there are going to be curves in there. Yeah. Yeah. There's curves and there's hand-printed fabric. So yeah, we're oh. going to do a little, a little Christmas fun thing with prizes and um, the sign up will be open soon and then it'll be running right through. It doesn't start till mid-November, so the sign ups will be running right through to that. But it'll be fun and it's easy, easy breezy, relaxed, you know. So we need to wrap up. We hope that you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to contact any of us, we can most easily be found on our Instagram account. I'm at Broadcloth Studio. Wendy. I am the dot weekend quilter. Anna. I am at Wax and Wayne Studio. And Lucy. I am underscore Lucy Engels. Or you can go to our podcast account at quilt.buzz or our website quiltbuzzpodcast.com for our previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. If you love what you heard, we hope that you subscribe to the show and share what you love through a review on your podcast provider of choice. And tell your friends about us too. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. 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 Nailed it. <laughs> Woo.